From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield and Ward White. Good morning and welcome to Monday. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, we welcome you into the program. Glad to have you with us as we kick off a brand new day and a brand new week. You know what a, a brand new day and a brand new week does for us, Ward? Gets us closer to football. There you go. Gets us closer to Friday Night Lights. It, it absolutely does. All right. Speaking of which, uh, by the way, good morning. How are you? Outstanding. Good. Ryan? Doing well. Good. Anything amazing happened this weekend in your world? No. You? Just got to see my old friends that I went to school with in Whitney, but they live in College Station now, and they, they came up to Whitney for the weekend. That was nice. But see, you don't have old friends. You're not old enough to have old friends. I mean, I got it's you two. just friends. I mean, for you, it's just friends. For Ward and I, we have old friends. And it's O-L-E, by the way, not O-L-D. But you don't have... He he can't have old friends. Not yet. That's an impossibility at 16 years of age or whatever (laughs) the heck you are. (laughs) You know, I went to see old friends. Hadn't seen them in, oh, I don't know. Six months. Six months. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. So... (laughs) <laughs> aren't you glad you brought that up yep anyway so what did you do i mean did you i mean anything yard work did you now mm-hmm. good for you let me just tell you i i don't know what it was but saturday was one of those days mm-hmm. i got up got started and said i think i'm just i'm gonna sit here for a second and next thing you know it's the day's over <laughs> it was one of those deals Good where, days. Well, yeah, it was one of those deals where you just kind of flipped around. I watched a little bit of this golf tournament, a little bit of that. Watched, you know, and, and watched a movie. I mean, it, and, and then took several little mini naps through the day. It was, you know, sometimes you hit a wall mm-hmm. and you go, "I just got to shut her down for a little bit." Yeah, that was the deal. Needed it. Yeah, I mean, it's quiet. Nobody there. Liked it. Good day. Yeah, that was a good day. Good day. So. And, and I think I paid the price for it last night. Mm-hmm. Went to bed around 10.15, which is kind of normal. Right. Going 10.15 and 11. And at 2.15 this morning, I sat straight up thinking I was late. I don't know what if I was dreaming <laughs> or what the deal was, but I mean to tell you I was in a panic at 2.15 this morning thinking that I missed work. And I grabbed the phone and look, and it's 2.15. I could not go back to sleep. Ugh. And it, and that's just brutal because then the, the more it just ticked. Then you start tick. watching the clock. Yeah. And you're like, okay, it's, it's 2.20. It's 2.22. I mean, it was one of those deals. Mm-hmm. And you're like, do I just get up and go to work? No, I'm not doing that because probably should have. Right. You ever had one of those? Oh, yeah. That ever happened to you? Oh, I mean, yeah. Because most most young people can sleep to lunch. Mm-hmm. If, I, I am not one of them. You're not one of those no, guys? I've always been an early bird. Did you ever sleep like oh, yeah. half, half the weekend away? Yes. Absolutely. 
Yeah. It was great. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, there was nothing wrong with sleeping until the crack of noon. <laughs> and then getting up and, you know. Start over th- th- again. Then it's time to eat a big old bowl of Cheerios at, mm-hmm. at 12 o'clock. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, 7.04. This is kind of that weird time. I mean, we, we got practice going. And and I was going to go to an inter-squad uh, yesterday morning. I just didn't get there. It just didn't happen. And now I'm disappointed that I didn't. But at the time, it was like, you know, I'll just hang out. Right. So, anyway. All right. Uh, but this is kind of that weird time. I mean, there's a lot going on as teams get ready. But we don't have games to talk about just yet and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we will dive into to Baylor a little bit today. Uh, they they began practice on Friday. Uh, we, shoot, we were out there. We I mean, we had it covered uh, uh, John Morse is there. I was there. Matt was there. I mean, we, so we had a lot of folks there uh, for practice on Friday. Uh, they continued practice Saturday. They'll they'll it'll, they'll be able to meet with the media again tonight. Hopefully, I'll be able to get over there for that. Uh, so there, there's a lot of Baylor stuff to get to. Jerry Hill's going to join us at 7:30 this morning. Uh, we'll get his thoughts. Jerry's one of those rare media members that's also a, a member of the Baylor staff. So guys like he and John can actually. They can actually watch practice. The rest of us can't. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get Jerry's thoughts on on what's going on because he got to see the actual practice. Uh, we'll we'll uh, talk a little bit about the Cowboys. This is you know what this is. This is game week. Yes, it is. They got Denver this week. Are you excited about that? Oh yeah, because you'll watch it all, won't you? Uh, absolutely. And guys that will will not be on the the roster, you're gonna you're gonna be paying attention to. Absolutely. All right. No doubt. Just want to make sure. Yeah, you're you're so, spot on. So we'll we'll and we'll have the broadcast right here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Saturday night. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies were held uh, on on Saturday, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, boy, he's in, and I. You know what? He, even though he coached the Philadelphia Eagles, I always thought Dick Vermeil was an outstanding football coach. And he went into the Hall of Fame, and he talked about being a player's coach. And it's interesting what he had to say. I mean, players will tell you that Vermeil was a player's coach. And we'll hear, we'll hear some comments from Dick Vermeil uh, about the induction ceremony on Saturday. So we got a lot to do, a lot of fun stuff. Uh What's the most imp- – what's it now? You know what? We'll save that. I, I, want, I want to get your thoughts on the Cowboys and, and what exactly Saturday night's game means in the process. Is it just another opportunity for them to get on the field like, like a regular practice session? Is it a dress rehearsal uh, I, I, I don't think you see that until what the third preseason. Well, there's not three preseason games, is there? Yeah, there's three. There's three. So will they change that, that, that process? You know, you used to play four and that third one was kind of a dress rehearsal. In fact, sometimes even the starters would play a quarter or two. Uh, but so how does, how's that going to work? You know, doing the dress rehearsal thing. Is it the second one, or do you go ahead and keep it that third one? Yeah, I don't, I don't, 
I think the, Do they even have to have one? Yet nowadays I don't know that they're really into playing two quarters with your starters at all, which I personally don't like. And I think that's why the first two or three games of the NFL season are trash in in most cases. They just don't have enough playing time underneath their belt. Well, that's the that's the union and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Where, where, it, yeah, you know. it, it's completely changed the the way you approach it. Yeah, I mean they're not polished by any stretch, but you know they're now playing seventeen seventeen regular season games. I remember the days when it was twelve. Yeah, it'll be eighteen before long. Oh, they'll get to twenty. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that they'll eliminate preseason football and they'll play 20 because it's about what? It's about money. money. It's about putting them in the stands and selling popcorn and all that stuff. And I know that they do that in exhibition games, but how many, how many times do you look up at an exhibition game and see it half empty, but you know it's a sellout? And that's a lot of those season ticket holders having to make the purchase of those preseason tickets and then not going to the preseason game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see it all the time. That's how they get you. If you want seat 12, row 13 for the regular season, you got to purchase the preseason tickets as well. But do you really want to go and watch that? Some do, some don't. I've gotten some really good seats in the past from season ticket holders that I've purchased online. Kind of just moving that preseason ticket? buy it online and and go to the preseason game. But you're a guy that if they played in the middle of I-35, you would be standing right there watching it. I mean, you don't care that it's preseason. No. There's, There's some that really don't care about watching guys that are not going to be Real, real NFL players. They're, they're, they're imitation NFL players right now. They're on a roster, but they're just there to be the blocking dummies and, and the tackling guys for the starters. I mean, you know that. There's, there's, right. there's a percentage that are, that are like that. And then there's that group that are trying to make the roster. And here's the thing I don't, I, I, I'm curious about, Ward. Now that you have all of these OTAs, and you have many camps, and it's basically a year-round job. Are those jobs pretty much decided, or are there really some serious competition about camp? Is is spot 51, 52, and 53 really up for grabs? I hope so. So do I, but I wonder if it is. I, I, I don't know. I'm not in the meeting rooms. I can't answer that. I'm just – I'm curious – if they pretty much know their depth charts going into camp. Now, could somebody I, I, surprise them? Yeah, I think yeah. There's, there's people out there that can play their way into that. Bingo. I, I think that's probably as much of it as anything is these guys, you know, I we didn't expect whatever from this guy, and, and now he's found his way onto the roster. Mm-hmm. I believe that. And you can go – and that's been going on for a long time. I mean, go back to – the Bill Bates coming out of Tennessee as a free agent. I mean, he found his way onto the roster because he just flat was wide open on special teams. 
and then turned into a good player and had a great career. Mm-hmm. I mean, but they, the expectation for Bill Bates coming out of Tennessee was, you know, this guy's not going to make it. But right. Anyway. All right. Uh, 7 11, 11 minutes after 7 o'clock. You've been talking about it, and now they're writing about it. Saw this from Jeff Wilson. I, th- I don't know if it was over the weekend or Friday, but there are fans and there are people that are now calling for Chris Woodward to be fired as the manager of the Rangers. We'll talk about it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Find Alliance Bank with their several locations in Waco and new location in Temple and let them help you and your business succeed. Sunny and hot today. Highs near 101. A heat advisory still in effect throughout the day today. It'll be a little bit cooler tonight, mostly clear. Lows down around southeast, uh, lows down around 79. Southeast winds around 10 miles per hour. Currently, 78 degrees. Recently on the John Moore Show. We're pleased to have with us the new commissioner of the Big 12 Conference, Brett Yormark. I'd like to build the brand of the Big 12 um, in New York. I'm not sure a lot of people know the Big 12 brand. And candidly, I want to make it a national brand that's recognizable all over the country. And when student athletes are in their senior year and they're contemplating what's next, I want them to say, I need to go to the Big 12. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency. With the Nietzsche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers. And you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nietzsche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nietzsche Group at 1-800-258-8302. When you bought your home, it was a big and emotional investment. The last thing you want to discover is termites or any wood-destroying insect causing damage. At 855-BUGS, we understand the value of a safe home, and we want to protect you and your loved ones from all the pests that live in hidden places. Let us ensure your home is protected with a full inspection, preventative treatment, and a comprehensive ongoing treatment plan to stay ahead of termites and all pests. Visit 855-BUGS.com to learn more about our promise to protect your home and family. As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Deucin Forklifts because they get the job done too. Deucin builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Seven fifteen. welcome back into the program. This is game time here on a Monday morning. Tom and Ward and 
Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Hey, five A's and six A's that did not go through uh, that uh, went that went through spring. They're on the practice field today. So Waco High and University and the Temple Wildcats begin practice today in preparation for the start of high school football. And by the way, uh, you, you do not have a Friday night game opening opening night. I do not. You have a Saturday, Saturday afternoon. afternoon. It's and I was looking at the the thirty uh, day forecast, and they said seventy two, seventy three degrees on that Saturday. Afternoon. No, you did not. <laughs> uh, oh boy, it might be toasty in the Metroplex. It might be. It might be toasty here. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say August the twenty seventh, it's gonna be hot. Especially <laughs> Just, at one o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, good guess. All right, so yesterday the White Sox nipped the Rangers. They just got them by a final of eight to two. <laughs> they they collected fifteen hits against Ranger pitching. Fifteen hits against Ranger pitching. And now Texas is 48 and 60. Saw an article written by, I believe it was Jeff Wilson from uh, rangertoday.com. And I don't know if it was Friday or Saturday, but uh, he was talking about how fans, hardcore, dedicated Ranger people, and just you're starting to hear and starting to see the fan base and others a little unhappy with Chris Woodward. So, and we talked a little bit about this Friday, but I want to dive into it because there's a couple of ways to look at this. Is the roster so poor you can't judge Woodward's managerial skills? Or could this could this roster, could the roster the way it's constructed, could this club be better if he did a better job and his staff did a better job of teaching? You know, there's two ways to look at it. Hey, they're, they've got 48 wins, but they got 48 wins because he's not doing as good a job as, and his staff's not doing as good a job as possible. Or they've got 48 wins. How in the world do you judge the manager? So I don't, I don't know. I, you know, which, which, which way do you go with this thing? You know, and if you made a change, is there who, who would you go with that is a proven teacher of young talent? Because that's what you're going to be working with. But the major- Look, I know that they went and got some guys. They went and got some guys in the offseason. Veteran guys. But for the most part, you're going to be working with young talent, inexperienced talent, you know, uh, probably less. Wouldn't you say the, the majority of the roster next year will probably have less than four years MLB experience? Wouldn't it be- yes. Yes, that's I, fair. I mean, because you're, you're – I know, and again, I know they went and got some veteran guys, and they may go get some more. Who knows? This offseason, but for the most part, a lot of these guys are young guys, and so it's about the the you know you're still teaching at this level with these guys. A lot of times, you know, a manager doesn't have to teach. These guys are MLB players, veteran guys. They come to the club, and you know, you just basically got to put them in their spots and, and watch them play. But there's a lot of teaching, I would think, going on with the Rangers, or should be. Well, there better be. Because there's a lot of young guys, and there's going to be more young guys coming. Well, they they brought up three this weekend. That's right. That's right. 
So the question you got to ask yourself is, is this team got 48 wins right now because it's a 48-win roster, or has it got 48 wins because they're not they're not growing even a blind squirrel? Well, yeah, well, and, and they're not growing at the rate that they they could be if maybe somebody else was managing the club. Bottom line is, is is he your guy for 2023? I don't think you do anything now. I mean, come on. But is he is he your guy? Is this your staff? Because again, it's not no, just it won't him. Be the staff. It's not just him. It it's w- the pitching coach. It's the hitting coach. It's the, the bench coach. The staff will change again for the third year in a row. There's no doubt. Now I don't know. If is the that manager a good thing or a bad thing? I, yeah, to me, I don't know that you ever get any consistency doing that. Well, that's my point. I mean, do you really know what you need to know about Woody as a manager? Two hundred five and two eighty four. Got it. I I I I I totally get what you're saying, but the question is, yeah, I don't, is he's this, the wrong guy. Is that a two hundred five and two eighty four? He's uh, the wrong guy. He's the wrong guy. My opinion. He needs to go. What are you looking for in a manager for this particular club? I I need a guy. Um. I I need a guy that can that can work a roster, that can get guys doing the little things that the game asks you to do, and I you know I don't know who's available out there that can do that right now, but I you know you need a guy like Dusty Baker that can get through, take a look at a roster, get through anything, and make that roster work no matter what the situation calls for. And here's here's the other thing I'm I just thinking about that I don't know is the way that they're coaching and the way that they're instructing, is that coming from upstairs? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, none of us do. I mean, you know, is Chris Woodward doing exactly what management wants him to do and is his staff – Teaching exactly the way they want it done, based off of you know where I'm going. Analytics. I mean, are they doing it exactly? I mean, I, and that's the question. You know, there's several questions you don't know, but I'll ask the fans: Have you grown tired of Chris Woodward as the manager of the Rangers? I have. Our, our CNC Collision Center text line is two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Simple question. Do you want him back to lead this club in 2023? He and his staff, do you want them in place for 2023? Are you seeing enough growth in the program and in, 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 in development in the program to say, yeah, I think this is the right guy for these for these for these for this particular roster? A roster that's peppered with some veteran guys, but has a lot of young talent. I just, I mean, I, I don't know. For me, they're not fun to watch. They're just not fun to watch. And you can you can watch some teams that are making that move, and you can tell that they're on the upward trajectory, and there's some excitement there, and they're fun to watch, even though they may, you know, not not have the record that you want them to have, but they're still fun to watch. You've seen those teams before, yep. and I, and I'm and this not going to disagree with you. This is not one of them. And again. When, when, you know, the old adage, and we've talked about this a million times, but the old adage of get them on, get them over, get them in, 
you know, well, even gone. when you're even when you're getting beat, if you see guys and they're hustling and and they're trying to move runners and they're playing fundamentally sound baseball, you're okay with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd like to see them. And maybe that's the problem. The game's changed so much that the game's not as fun to watch. Well, and you know what? I can't argue that. I mean, I, I you know, maybe maybe today's baseball fan needs an eleven to seven game. I don't. No, I don't either. I mean, there, if you watch the game correctly, there is enough. There, there, there could be so much in a three-one game because of strategy and moves and everything. If you enjoy the game at, at its core, there's a. But I don't know that that's. I think what what they're saying is people's attention span just not gonna. They're not going to put up with one to nothing or two to one or three to two or whatever. They want 11 to seven. I'm not one of those. And I'm not either. There's where you get into your four hour baseball games when it's 11 to seven and there's five different pitchers for each team. And, you know, hey, this guy's left handed and we got a runner at third. We got to go get a left handed pitcher to get one out. And he's going to take 18 warm up tosses to, to throw four pitches. There's where you get into your long, drawn-out baseball games. But, again, people don't want four-hour games, but they don't want three-to-one either. Mm -hmm. But with that said, again, I ask, is Chris Woodward your guy? You've weighed in, Ward. What about you, Ryan? I don't think think he's the man to, you know. You're a season ticket holder. You're who we're talking about. I mean, I've seen – and I've seen a lot of bad baseball in all the games I've been to, and it just doesn't it just doesn't seem like he can bring this club to the next step that it needs to go to improve to be a you know a playoff contender within the next two or three years because this team is young and they show some promise, but I just don't think he is the next guy that can take him to that next step to start you know improving that much and that's the question are they getting everything out of this roster, and maybe that maybe it's still forty-eight wins, Ward. If they, but are they maximizing this roster? And if they're maximizing this roster, and it's still forty-eight wins, and that's just the way it is. But are they maximizing this roster? Sometimes I wonder. I, I'm right there with you. Sometimes I wonder because you look and you go, "Come on, five hits, four hits, six hits," and you know, look, this is – you're not playing with double-A players. The, the, this is your roster, and this is who – a lot of these guys are going to be right back with you next year. Maybe not all. I mean, you know, depending on what they do in the offseason. But still, these guys and, – and, and you talk about getting A-Bs, uh, these, they got to be produ- – you, you can you can bring a guy up and get him 100 at-bats, but if they're not productive, He's 100 at-bats. Yeah, exactly. What what did you accomplish other than give the guy hundred abs? So I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll see where the where the Rangers go or if they're committed to Chris Woodward. And again, is is he doing exactly what what Young and and Daniels want from him and from the staff? Are they are they are they bringing this team along exactly the way that their formula is set up? If it is, I've. Well, I can't figure out what their formula is. How long's John Daniels been around here? Too long. Take a look at that little resume. 
What's he been here? 15, 16 years? No, I don't I don't know the exact number, but it's way too long. He's been here a while. There is no question about it. And so they bring in somebody else to be, quote, the general manager. But he's doing as much of the GM and S as Young is. So anyway, all right, uh, 727. We're going to talk some Baylor football. We're going to do that coming up in a couple of minutes. But right now, we have got to get to our Cowboy Report. Christy Scales out in Oxnard, California. You're going to get you up to date on the latest Cowboy news and notes brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac Highway 6 at the Imperial Drive exit in Waco and at richardcarr.com. Hey everyone, with the Cowboys training camp report, I'm Christy Scales. Michael Parsons talks about whether his role will change following the signing of Anthony Barr. You'll hear from Micah after this. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Players enjoyed a day off yesterday, but following Saturday's practice, Cowboys All-Pro linebacker Micah Parsons was asked if last week's addition of free agent linebacker Anthony Barr would mean Parsons would play more defensive end and less linebacker. I hate to limit myself because of how much I could do in coverage and man-on-man. I think that's what adds the matchup nightmares, so I'm going to keep floating around and making these people try to find me. Barr told me he liked to rush too, so to have that switch up, uh, it will be nice. There are full practices here in Oxnard today and tomorrow with a walkthrough Wednesday morning. Then we head to Denver for joint practices with the Broncos Thursday, and the first preseason game is there Saturday night. With the boys in Oxnard, I'm Christy Scales. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Rangers split their four-game home series with the White Sox over the weekend, losing yesterday 8-2. to 
Texas takes today off and starts a three-game series in Houston tomorrow. The Astros, meanwhile, were shut out by Cleveland 1-0 and also has the day off today. A nine-run sixth inning punctuated by a grand slam propelled District 9 from Central Texas to a 9-5 win over Delaware and the championship of the Little League Senior Softball World Series. The Little League Baseball Southwest Region Tournament in Waco has been reduced to just three teams. Texas West plays Oklahoma at 2 o'clock today for the right to face Texas East in the championship game tomorrow. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Monday morning, and we welcome into the program from the Baylor Bear Insider, Jerry Hill. Jerry, good morning. How are you? You just finished that jog? Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I didn't answer the first time, (laughs) because I was finishing that at a three-mile jog or whatever. Yeah. Ready to go now, though, Tommy. Vigorous, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, man. It was great. Uh, you know, it's not even cool, but it's, it's, it's great to, it's a great way to start a day. I got you. All right. A uh, couple in the books, uh, just in, and I know they're, they're not uh, with pads and everything, but uh, just, right. just your overall impressions on, on, uh, on what you saw, uh, in, in those first two days. Yeah. And, and I'm going more on like what the players are saying and stuff, but, uh, you know, I, I it looks like the first couple of days, you know, I mean, obviously there's going to be mistakes and that kind of thing. But I remember one of the things that uh, Connor Galvin said on the first day was, you know, they were able to put a lot more in than they were even a year ago, just because, I mean, particularly in the offensive line, you got all those guys back. You got three six-year seniors that are in there. And then Connor, that's a fifth-year senior, but, you know, returning Big 12 offensive lineman of the year. So I think that's one thing. Tom, is that you've got a bunch of guys that have now been in this system, uh, you know, and, and you look in the offensive system, I would say really it's two years, but with Coach Aranda, it's three. So, you know, I think you're going to get off to a better start when when you've got that kind of experience coming back. Blake Shapen taking over as QB1 for this program. How important is it that he takes that role and is the leader of this offense and this football team? Yeah, I think he's got to be the leader. You know, he's the guy that's going to be, you know, right there and, and he's going to be leading the show. So he's got to be maybe a little bit more of a vocal leader than he than he has been. You know, I asked him that question actually the other day is, is you know, do you have to force that? And he said he doesn't have to, but I, I think he's one that's going to talk when he, when he needs to talk. He's not just going to talk to talk. Um, and I think one of the things too, though, uh, is, and, and you know this, as well, Ward, the offensive line, I think, is going to, you know, is going to lead as well. You know, I think you need the one voice leader, but I think those guys are going to lead. And, and he talked, Blake talked about that, that, you know, those guys are going to make some of the calls and, and this and that, particularly with the blocking schemes and stuff. So I think he's got some help. And, I, you know, I think that'll help him be a better leader. Jerry, when you, when, and I think you even brought it up with Coach Aranda on Friday evening, when you, um, when you look at this club, the the probably the two question marks on the yeah. offensive side of the football is going to be running back and wide receiver. Is it a situation where you've got talent, you just don't know who's going to emerge, or is there true question marks at those positions? Yeah, I think it's just guys that haven't had a lot of playing time. You know, and some of them aren't even 
aren't even like real young. Uh, you know, Craig Squirrel Williams, is, this is his fourth year. Uh, Tay McWilliams is going into his third or fourth year. So you've got some guys at running back that have been around a while. They just have had to sit behind other guys, and I think they're ready. You know, I think, uh, yeah, I think the talent is there. And when I look at receiver, um, a lot of those guys are really young, you know, freshmen or sophomores. Um, but there's a lot of talent there. You know, Hal Presley that had uh, originally signed with Auburn and transferred here, uh, you know, Armani Winfield, uh, a true freshman, uh, you know, Gavin Holmes has been here forever, but, you know, for the most part, it's a bunch of young guys. Seth Jones is another one that has been here, um, you know, that may be ready. This may be his time. So, yeah, I think the talent is there, Tommy. It's just got to emerge. And, uh, you know, and I think it will. Um, you know, it may not be, you, you know, that you know the guys specifically by that first game. You know, it may take a game or two before you know exactly who those guys are going to be. And I think, uh, particularly at the running back position, I think it will be a little bit more by committee, uh, you know, unless one guy just takes it over. But I think you're going to see a lot of guys at that position. How different is it going to be for this football team, Jerry, coming into this season as the Big 12 champions? Now they're going to get everybody's best game instead of having an opportunity to just go out and be themselves week in and week out and, and, and you know surprise everybody, take the league by storm like they did last year. There's a target on their back this year. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, you know, and that, that is so much different than last year. I mean, you're coming off a two and seven year last year, you know, and I think one of the players talked about it, you, you did kind of take teams or, you know, you surprised some teams. They, they didn't really take you seriously. You know, big Baylor is a big 12 favorite. Um, but yeah, that has changed. And now you are the target. Um, you know, you, you've gone from being the hunter to the hunted and, uh, and it is, it's a tough schedule too. I mean, I think we've talked about that before, but all those road games, I mean, there are no gimmies on the road, but that is a ridiculous road schedule. So yeah, I think, uh, I think how they handle that and knowing that, you know, they are going to get everybody's best shot. That, that does take a different mindset. I think, you know, I, I know they're, you know, they're talking like, you know, nothing has changed this and that, but it has, you know, they are the, the team that everybody's shooting for. I think Mark Milton described it as uh, you know, uh, Baylor is everybody's Super Bowl, which is, is strange to even say, but you know, this year in particular with them coming off the big 12 championship and the sugar bowl win, they are, you know, they are that team that everybody wants to, knock off the pedestal. So, um, yeah, how they handle that and, and, you know, knowing that they've got to be on their A game because everybody else is going to be. Jerry, you know, we've talked, even leading up to camp, we've talked a lot about offense and defense, but we really haven't talked a whole lot about special teams. Kick return, punt return, you know, you're replacing people there. Where's the kicking game as as they wrap up the first couple of days of, of camp? Yeah, I think they're still looking for, you know, one or two guys that are going to kind of take over those positions. My guess would be, and he's the one that's been back there some, is Monterey Baldwin maybe on the punt returns, a very fast receiver that can, you know, take it to the house as he did in in the bowl game when he did the end around. So I think he's a guy that will definitely get a look, uh, particularly at punt return. Um, You know, kick return, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Josh Fleeks has done it in the past. Um, Tay McWilliams, I think, is a choice there. Craig Squirrel Williams, I think those are all guys 
that could get a look, but maybe you look at a little, you know, some younger guys as well. Um, like I said, they've got some speed in the, in the younger classes. So maybe you look at some of those guys, but, uh, and they certainly work it every day, Tommy, but um, you know, I think that's another one that you're not going to make that decision, you know, on day two, day three, you're, you're going to look at guys and you're going to see guys in scrimmages and stuff like that before you ever really make a decision. And, and again, just like the running back position, I think it could be a deal where maybe you don't know for sure who that guy is until a game or two into the season. Is, is the actual kicking and punting jobs or are they, are they open going into fall camp? Well, I think Noah Rauschenberg wants him to be, you know, he's the kickoff guy and, and I think he would like to take on more of a role. Um, you know, it's just going to be hard to, you know, supplant some of those guys because Isaac Powers has done it for three years now. And, and, you know, they, it, Isaiah Hankins was really good last year as the field goal and extra point kicker. So I don't know if, you know, if, if either one of those guys can beat out, I, you know, I think it is a competition, certainly in fall camp and in spring, you know, that competition is, is ongoing, but yeah, I think it's going to be tough to replace those guys. And then, uh, you know, deep snapper, you got to replace a guy there. Um, coach Grimes son is actually one of the guys, uh, competing for that position. So that was really kind of the one thing coming into camp that, you know, you weren't really sure about is, is who was going to be the, uh, deep snapper. Certainly the Big 12 has changed as far as defensively being a, a league that, that plays defense for the first time in a long time. Baylor, a big part of that. How do they fill those holes that they have coming into this fall to continue that streak for the Bears to, to be that defensive-minded team? Yeah, and I think it starts up front, you know, which is, you know, how Coach Aranda has built this team. Uh, I think the fact that you've got all those guys back Plus, you had a Jackson player, you know, transfer from Tulsa that that played at Midway. I think you know that's where th- this team starts. Dylan Doyle at middle linebacker. But you're right, where they do have some key spots to replace with Terrell Bernard, Jalen Petrie, J.T. Woods. Those are all key guys. They were all drafted in the first three rounds of the draft. So, um, yeah, I, I think there are guys. Again, you know, they're they just haven't done it yet. Maybe. Matt Jones is one that has done it, so I think he's a guy that can fill in. But Josh White, the LSU transfer, he gives you a great option. You know, they could play a couple of positions. Um, You know, they're loaded really at the jack, the outside linebacker spot. A lot of guys, you just don't know the one guy that it's going to be. Garmin Randolph is out there, Jackie Marshall. Bryson Jackson can play there or inside. Um, You know, so, again, they've got guys, Lorando Johnson at the – Outside safety, although I think they've looked at Al Walcott a little bit there too, um, the star position. So, uh, you, you know, I think they'll find the guys. And, and I think, like I said, the fact that you have that whole defensive line back, uh, you know, returning, and then you've got Jackson player coming in, I think that's a huge thing that, you know, if you can get those guys going, which they did last year, I think that'll be huge to help, um, you know, the guys that are filling in in the new positions. I, and I don't know how much you've given this any thought, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there anyway. And, and again, I know there's a million things that go into the course of a season, but if this team stays relatively healthy, what's a fair expectation? Uh, you know, based on what they did last year, and mm-hmm. and and you know, certainly what you've got coming back, and I, and and I do think the health is a key is a key thing. 
Because if you think about beyond Blake, and, and really he only has two starts under his belt. You know, they're thin at quarterback, um, you know, so they need him to stay healthy. And, and I think there's some other spots where they need guys to stay healthy. But if they do, I, you know, I think uh, your your ceiling is, you know, probably, you know, competing in that final four. Um, but I, I think certainly, you know, contending for a Big 12 championship, getting back to a major bowl, I think those are, you know, expectations that this team will have. And certainly if they stay healthy, I think they can do that. Uh, final thought for you here this morning, uh, soccer up and running, and uh, that's under uh, a new new direction, new leadership. Uh, uh, and that's always exciting when, when you have changes and, and, and see where the program is headed. Yeah, and they've got a lot of new players, Tommy. I mean, uh, Coach Leonard brought in a lot of new players, brought in a couple of transfers. So I think it's going to be a completely different look. Uh, Jen Watt, that was the goalkeeper basically for five years. I mean, she's gone, so you've got to – a new look there and, and they, they get going really quick. They've got a scrimmage, I believe this week on mm-hmm. Thursday and then start, you know, start up for real next week. So um, they're one that, you know, they don't get a lot of lead time to get going and, and, you know, volleyball is a little bit the same way, but soccer in particular, I mean, they just started, uh, I believe it was this past Monday and now, you know, they'll get, they'll get going uh, Thursday with an exhibition game here against LSU. Jerry, as always, it's a pleasure. Hey, what do you got? To, what are you working on? I, I know there's probably a lot of football, but what else is uh, what else is happening? Yeah, like I said, uh, you know, soccer will start this Thursday. Um, you know, with the with a scrimmage, and and then volleyball will get going next week. So you know, everything gets going. Cross country will get a start. Uh, I believe their first meet is uh, I believe it's at at Lubbock. Um, you know, they're doing a meet out there. So. Uh, yeah, we got all the sports going. Got a magazine coming out that should be in hands by the end of the month. So yeah, it it, it started for real, Tommy, and and now I get a break of, about next June. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, come now on. I got to go run again. I need to get another run in. You do. I mean, another three miles. I think would be just <laughs> what the doctor ordered. Hey, Jerry. As always, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. See you later, Jerry Hill uh, from the Baylor Bear Insider. Uh, and again, he, he he's right. It, it's here and it's go time. Uh, we're brought to you this morning in part by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Hey, during the uh, during the summer sales event going on at Alan Samuels, you can uh, celebrate with incredible deals on the new 2022 models like the Grand Cherokee, Grand Cherokee L, Renegade, Wrangler, and the Wrangler 4XE. These vehicles bring power style and a smooth ride for you and you can expect that from the great jeep products the uh, grand cherokee l even brings you extended seating with that third row seating so great stuff and that's just that's just a smidgen of some of the new 2022 vehicles they got a great selection of pre-owned new 2022 vehicles and of course they got an outstanding service department you're going to find it all at Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Ted Teague and his staff, yeah, they want to sell you a vehicle, but they also want to build a relationship with you. And the way they do that was is with outstanding product and outstanding service. And you're going to get that from the sales side of it, and you're also going to get it from the service side of things at Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. You can check them out online at alansamuelsdcj.com, or you can go by and check them out at 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business. What a year for Baylor Athletics. 
lost. Edward Smith spins out of a tackle. He's to the 25, to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Abram Smith into the end zone. Did he get in? Yes! Touchdown, Abram Smith! Touchdown, Bears! Abram Smith punches it in for Baylor. <laughs> I love it! From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. They buy gold and silver jewelry at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Bring in your broken or scrapped jewelry or perhaps an item you want to say goodbye to. And the professionals at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond will make you a cash offer on the spot. These jewelry appraisals are free. And you can also trade in your unwanted gold or silver jewelry for an existing item in the store. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robertson Drive in Waco. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saying. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Rangers split their four-game home series with the White Sox over the weekend, losing yesterday 8-2. Texas takes today off and starts a three-game series in Houston tomorrow. The Astros, meanwhile, were shut out by Cleveland 1-0 and also has the day off today. A nine-run sixth inning punctuated by a grand slam propelled District 9 from Central Texas to a 9-5 win over Delaware and the championship of the Little League Senior Softball World Series. The Little League Baseball Southwest Region Tournament in Waco has been reduced to just three teams. Texas West plays Oklahoma at 2 o'clock today for the right to face Texas East in the championship game tomorrow. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service and Good Feet. Seven fifty. We're ten away from eight. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We uh, just visited with uh, Jerry Hill. Uh, but one of the things that uh, you know, again, Ward with camp starting on Friday. Uh, Dave Aranda met with the media Friday after practice, and uh, there was a lot of media there, obviously, when you're covering the uh, defending Big 12 champion. And one of the things that he was asked about was the uh, was opening day of practice and, and, and how opening day of practice went. I thought today, well, you know, since we've been here, since we reported, I, you know, it's it's been a really good feeling. I think momentum um has i mean on both sides players and coaches you're feeling it i think you see attention to detail i think you you know the enthusiasm of all of it when you're starting off for sure is going to be there but you know you know it's mixed it's it's mixed in with maybe some wisdom uh some expectation um and then you know we're awfully grateful that the 
there's some high standard in there too and so it's been um, it's been a good mix that way and so meetings have gone really good and then practice was um, uh, was really good you know energy from start to finish I think about it there's a couple periods where you know um, we were done six minutes early or something like that so we were way uh, flying through stuff and executing stuff and you know, there's a lot of attaboys, and so uh, for the first day, it was really good. Um, but I thought, you know, uh, we talk about, like, running into a storm, and we look at this, you know, the road games that are coming up and, um, you know, the game of random events and and game of setbacks and just all of it. So our ability to um, to take advantage of those things when they happen in practice is uh, going to give us a... Uh, a chance when the storms hit in the season on the road. And so interesting that he talks about the road, interesting that Jerry Hill talked about the road. And I'm telling you, Dave Aranda's talked about the road a lot. And if you go back and you look, you know, what, what they have as far as this schedule compared to, you know, being an even year compared to the odd year, what it is, it's a much more difficult schedule. Oh, it's going to be tough. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You're at BYU. Yeah. You're at Oklahoma. You're at Texas. I mean, there's there's three right there. Right there. So yeah. that it's a whole different world for the Bears this year than it was last year. The friendly confines of McLean Stadium are not going to be there. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's tough to win on the road. I don't care who you are. It's mm-hmm. just tough. And so they've got to find a way to fight through that adversity and, and, and just come together as a team and as a unit, you you have to be even closer when you're on the road and you're the road dogs. And you're also, as many have pointed out, you're, you're now the targeted team. You know, and that's something very unusual for this this team. Minus minus Oklahoma State in the regular season, and they got Oklahoma State at the end. Uh, they they've gone in there and TCU. By the way, uh, they've gone in. They went in. Everybody. Everybody's house last year and hosted and won. I mean, so I mean, twelve wins. So you beat just about everybody on your schedule, with the exception of TCU. Uh, so the, everybody's everybody's going to be looking to go. Yeah, you got us last year, but what about this year? So, and he was asked about that. Coach Aranda was asked about the uh, you know being the targeted as instead of being the team chasing. No, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't see anything. I appreciate the question. I wouldn't see anything really. F- you know, kind of cornered in, in something like that. I would see it more of there is an expectation of the the work ethic, you know, that's required. You know, um, the work ethic has to exceed the expectations. And then I think there's a really good sense of, um, you know, of um, paying attention to the little things and how the little things drive the big things. And I think, you know, um, last year was um, good education in that. But, you know, the thing about that is is that that you and I and everyone else, we can understand that. It's another thing to have to do that, especially when you don't feel like it particularly or, you know, you're tired or you're hungry or whatever it is. And so uh, their ability to start this thing off kind of attacking that piece, the the, uh, showing rather than the telling, has been good. That's uh, Dave Aranda talking about being the uh, the team that uh, everybody's going to be gunning for, and, and they will be. By the way, uh, I was just 
glancing at the schedule, at BYU, at Iowa State, uh, at West Virginia, at Texas Tech, at Oklahoma, uh, and uh, it, that's uh, and I believe it, it, at Texas. So uh, that is the uh, the schedule for for the Bears in twenty twenty two. They've got some uh, they got some difficult road games. Every one of those are difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Not easy places to play, no matter what the team that you're facing is about. I mean, those are those are tough environments to play in. West Virginia, they come out in force. Iowa State, we've all heard about Ames, Iowa, especially if it's a night game. That's that's really a tough place to come away with a W. Lubbock's going to be a tough place. Texas at home, and you know everybody's saying Texas again. <laughs> Washington repeat uh, is is going to be better this year. We don't know. We think they are. They've got all the talent on paper, but that doesn't translate to the, to the field. So. Austin should be a tough place to play. I mean, it, look, it it's going to be a gauntlet for the Bears to go through. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a incredibly difficult schedule, and I think that they recognize that all summer long, and and they've focused on it. It's it's been a point of emphasis, if you will, for this program. And he talked about it right out of the box, you know. And, and I think he'll he'll talk about it for the next month of just how difficult the road schedule is. And and so preparation for those hostile environments is something that they they really are going to pay attention to. They're not going to ignore it. They're not going to stick their head in the sand and go, it doesn't exist, when he they know good and well it does. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's probably a really smart thing to do. Well, they have to. They, they absolutely have to. And, again, it's going to come into how closely knit can this team be. And that's going to be, you know, good teams – are able to fight through that that adversity on the road and and not let the elements around them interrupt what they're trying to get done. We'll find out. Uh, it all begins uh, what September the third for those guys, I believe, uh, for a for a college football uh, against Albany. Yeah, September the third against the University of Albany. Uh, they'll come in here. And uh, we'll see how that one rolls as they play at McLean Stadium, and then it's immediately out on the road. They're going to uh, they're going to Lavelle Edwards Stadium to take on BYU, a team they beat here at McLean Stadium. And you you talk to anybody around that BYU program, that's a program that thinks that th- they're going to have a really really good football team. So we'll, we'll see how it all how it all unfolds. Hey, it is uh, seven fifty eight. We're a couple of minutes away from eight o'clock. We're brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe, where a brand new location is is opening soon at Loop three forty next door to Busby Feed and Seed. At Pioneer Steel and Pipe, they've got a reputation built one customer at a time, and they are Central Texas's largest structural steel pipe and metal building components distributor. The uh, Emory family's been uh, been in business and serving Central Texas since nineteen forty three. That's four generations of the Emory serving Central Texas. And now it is Braden's turn at the helm with John there as well. And uh, look, you can check them out at uh, Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They also they also uh, carry all sizes of pipe from one half inch to 24 inches. And uh, if you're in the uh, metal building business and looking to build a metal building, well, uh, or, or maybe even a barn dominium, 
Talk to the folks at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They can help you find the best contractor for that project. Still doing business at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane and also down in Bryan. They're open Monday through Friday, 730 till 5, Saturday 8 till noon. And you can check them out at 24-7. You can check them out 24-7 at pioneerboys.com. It's time for today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Today, a look at the Baylor Bears. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. Continuing our series of Big 12 football previews. Today, a second look at the Baylor Bears, the preseason pick to win the Big 12 conference with a new starter at quarterback. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Every team knows that the two-point play can be a winning move. That's why State Farm agent Bart Romig and his team are here to help you go for two by combining your home and auto insurance. It's a great call that saves you time and money. So go for the win and score savings by combining your home and auto. It's just another way we're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Bart Romig at 772-5025 today. When it comes to choosing a mortgage lender, exactly who you work with has never mattered more than it does in today's economic climate. The Wood Group of Fairway Mortgage has been and continues to be Waco's most trusted mortgage lender. Ask any expert and they'll tell you now is the best time to purchase a new home. Inventory's up, competition is down, and rates are still historically low. I'm Chris Allman with the Wood Group of Fairway Mortgage. Call or text today at 254-717-6111. Let's talk financing and how we can help you afford the home you've always wanted. NMLS license number 180-8404. Want the latest in Baylor Nike gear for the new season? Check it out at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at BaylorShop.com. Hi, Kyle Citrano here with George's Restaurant, Bar, and Catering to tell you about what's new this season. Come enjoy one of our brand new Big O cocktails and try some of our new items like avocado toast, Italian nachos, and shrimp and grits. You can watch the game on our 200-inch Big O screens at either location. Check out our new menus and party package options online at georgeswaco.com or come see for yourself. Serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner Monday through Saturday at both of our locations. George's number one at 1925 Spate Avenue and George's number two at 1201 Hewitt Drive. Sick and Bears. Now, here's today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Here's the voice of the Bears, J-Mo. And welcome back. Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears now three practices into fall camp. They practiced Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and back on the practice field this afternoon preparing for their season opener September 3rd at McLean Stadium. The Bears will have a new starter at quarterback. The much-publicized battle between Gary Bohannon and Blake Shapin won by Shapin, the sophomore quarterback from Shreveport, who takes over the reins as QB1 for the Bears. Yeah, for sure. I'm not a backup quarterback anymore, so i got to take you know full control of everything that's going on in the field. And um, I think I learned a lot of things uh, being the backup and things like that. So um, stepping up into a leadership role and things like that is key for me right now. Being in that row for the first time, how much does it help having that kind of an experienced offensive line in front of you? That's great. Uh, we have a lot of older guys. Um, I, I don't, you already know them, but uh, they're great. It's awesome to have them because they make all the calls up front. It makes my job a lot easier. So um, all the praise to them. That's new Baylor starting quarterback Blake Chapin meeting with the media following practice on Saturday. 
Chapin has played in six games in his Baylor career, two starts last year when he came in to start games after the injury to Gary Bohannon. One of those starts, the Big 12 championship game in which Chapin was named the game's most outstanding player. He completed his first 17 passes in the game as the Bears knocked off Oklahoma State to win the Big 12 title. The season opener for Shapin and the Bears, September 3rd at McLean Stadium against Albany. And that's today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Hey, guys. Guys, it's Jana with Advent. No, quit eating candy. What? No, I cannot stand that. Oh, you hate it when I chew. Awful. When anybody chews, you don't want to hear anybody chew. Who are we? Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. We'll chew through the dirt to fix your foundation. Oh, that was funny. I like that one. <laughs> okay, so give us a call. 254-235-4922. All right, fixitjimmy.com. Nom, 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 nom. Okay, Cookie Monster. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Eight oh four. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. As we mentioned at the top of the show, this is game week. The Cowboys are in action this Saturday evening as they take on the Denver Broncos in Denver. And and Ward, it's obviously the first exhibition game of 2022. Do you put anything into this game? Is there anything that you're actually going to get out of this game other than maybe get those wide receivers some work and and kind of see where you are you 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 don't care about the score do you i mean no. the score is you irrelevant you shouldn't i mean it, the, i'm talking about his fans i know the coaching staff doesn't they could care less oh his fans what uh, are we looking for well probably most people are on the same page you are you're not looking at all um you know they're just going to tune in and, and have it on because it's the dallas cowboys yeah. More than anything else, uh, for me, I, I want to see, you know, how how this receiving core, what the depth of it looks like. Uh, I want to see what the depth at running back is going to look like. Is there any depth on the offensive defensive line? We don't know. Probably, you know, probably the biggest question mark on this team is the offensive defensive line. So you better you better find some depth there because we know the the. The NFL season is taxing on NF- on NFL linemen, and so they're going to need some depth in that in that position. Mm-hmm. It, it happens every year, um, so I'm I'm going to keep an eye on that. And, and is there any is there any hope on the horizon for this offensive line? It better be if Zeke wants to get where Zeke wants to get. And and I don't know if that's you know a, a viable option for Zeke or not. You know, you hear every year that he's he's Slim down. He he looks great. He's <laughs> he's ready to roll. A new yeah. era of, of twenty one is back. I, I, you know, he's also 
a little bit longer in the tooth. So, and he has a lot of NFL carries under his belt. Does Dak play? No. Does CeeDee Lamb play? No. Shouldn't. I'm just, I'm curious. And again, uh, to me, the practice on Thursday is much more relevant for your when they're inter- front, when they're scrimmaging your front line players than Saturday's going to be at all. They're going to get their work on Thursday, not on Saturday. I'm curious. I I think we know the answer. I would love to be at that. Yeah, inner squad. Well, and the thing is, I I think we all know that the 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 relationship and the timing that Dak has with Ceedee Lamb is just fine. What about with the other guys? Those, well, it, the, that, that's that's the burning question. Yeah. There's, you know, how's that going to come together? Um, it's just not in the preseason. Just not. And again, it goes back to what I said earlier in the show. That's why the first three weeks of the NFL season are going to look like trash. And you know, you'll have a good series, and then you'll have an awful series on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, defenses can get through it a little bit easier and disguise it and, and make things happen a little bit easier than the offense does. Offense, it, it, it'll it'll sputter through the first three ball games, not only just for the Dallas Cowboys, for everybody across the league because that's the way the league is designed now. I was thinking about Pollard and how the Cowboys are going to use Pollard. I, I, you're not going to find out in the preseason. They no. will not uncover that blanket. Well, until, the, the way they should use yes. him is out of the backfield in slot receiver positions as well and get him the ball in in space and let him make some things happen. That's that's how I would use Pollard. And again, I'm curious how many times he lines up as the eye back without Zeke in on the football field. And it'll be it'll and, be a few. Yeah. And how many times they're both on the football field together? I'm curious. I mean, is, is that even part of the equation? I think it almost has to be as thin as you are in some of these spots. Well, maybe I don't know. I mean, that's just going to depend on what the offensive package looks like, and and if you can utilize is there a it. package for yeah. him in the slot? Yeah, and, and I think that there should be probably, in in my opinion. But you know, again, I'm not in the film room. I'm not you know in the chalk talk, mm-hmm. so. I don't know. I don't know what his best assets are with Zeke on the field. I do know this. He's not going to run in between the tackles much. So if I'm in a defending defense, I know if he's in the backfield at the eye position, I know where I'm covering. I'm covering the edges because that's where they're going to send him. You don't think they'll put him up between the tackles? I, I don't think he's very good between the tackles. Hmm. Again, statistically, he had better numbers. But all on- those were on the edge. Per carry. Not Most, all of them. 90% of them. I think he had. Go back and watch film. Well, I, I, again, I think he had plenty of carries that were designed to go between the tag. Now, he may not have stayed there. <laughs> no. With that, with, you know, but he, I think, I think that he, he did have a lot of runs that were designed there. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think we give him enough credit. I think some people give him too much credit. Maybe. I mean, I, I I'm probably one of them. Then I I think he's, I think, I don't think he's utilized nearly enough. At I, the running I agree position. completely. I do utilize him on the edges and and use him in the passing game. Well, and again, I know that they gave him the big contract and and, and all of that, and he's going to be he's going to be RB one. I get all that, but is he is he the same guy that he was four years ago? Probably not. 
I mean, again, sometimes numbers lie, sometimes they don't. I just w- – w- is he, I think last year's a wash for Zeke. I mean, he, he, I think this this is the telling year for Zeke. Yeah, because he was injured 80% of the year. His knee was not healthy last year, yet he fought through it and played every game, which hats off to him for doing so. A lot of guys would have said, look, I this is not working, especially running behind that makeshift offensive line that he had. So he has a heart of a lion. I get it, but – if he's if he's not a hundred percent, do you do you shut him down a little bit and let him try to get healthy? Why didn't if that was the I, case? I don't why know didn't why they? they didn't. I don't know, but he wasn't a hundred percent. Don't make any mistake about it. His knee was banged. Well, we're gonna find out because he's quote a hundred percent now and yeah, slim well, and like you pointed that. out, slim down. That. We and, hear that every year. Yeah. We're going to find out. Uh, Seventeen after eight, and again they begin against the Denver Broncos. And, you know, is there anything interesting about Denver? Well, <laughs> they got a new quarterback. Yeah, yeah but you're not going <laughs> to see him But you're not going to see him. Nope, you won't see him. That's that's the crazy part of these exhibition games. Look, it's – the teams on the field aren't representative of the teams that they're going to be three weeks later. I mean, they're just not. I mean, you're playing guys that are, as you point out, trying to make rosters or – get better in the well, role as a backup. They're, they're job interviews. That's all these are. And, to, and maybe even to some degree, they're auditions for other teams. Well, that's what I mean. They're yeah. job interviews. They're not job interviews for the team they're, on, they're suited up in, for that uniform they're in right now. It's for all 32 teams across the league. All right, say 12, 12 minutes after 8 o'clock. That is a little cowboy talk for you this morning as we get ready for Saturday night. Uh, And by the way, we'll have it right here for you on ESPN Central Texas. Let's get a check on the weather forecast, shall we? The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank Central Texas is independently owned and has been helping families and businesses in Central Texas meet their financial needs since 2007. Sunny and hot, highs near 100, heat index up to 103, lows down around 78 with mostly clear skies tonight, and a southeast wind around 10 miles per hour. Currently, 81 degrees. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Here's the play, fourth down and goal from the one. Hand up, run and left, trying to get to the corner. He didn't get there. He did not get there. He stopped short. He has stopped short of the goal line. Bears hold the Cowboys out of the end zone. That was Desmond Jackson with the dive for the pylon. Sharon McVay kept him out. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. 
Are you worried about losing your pet in the cracks in your yard? Or does it sound like walking on potato chips when you walk across your lawn? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. This heat and lack of rain is causing the soil beneath your foundation to shrink, leaving you with cracked walls, sticking doors, and a cranky spouse. But do not fear, the Foundation Doctor can help. We've been dealing with these soils for many years and we know just how to get you back on the level. Foundation repair doesn't have to be scary, and with the doctor, it won't be. We have more repair options than anyone in town and we'll craft the right solution for you and your home. And if need be, we'll help you fish your chihuahua out of that crack in your yard. So give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling and Foundation, Myatt Fuels, and Asco Equipment in Belton. All right, 816, 16 minutes after 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Stephanie from Sales is here. Let's see, is it football? Is it basketball? <laughs> is it baseball? Track and field? Soccer? Where are we going? Rabbit jumping. Well, that was going to be on my list, too. Rabbit jumping. <laughs> that was next on the list. Yeah. You probably can watch rabbit jumping right here at the at the radio station <laughs> with all the, the rabbits back. we got in the back. In the back, yep. What, so what? Rabbit, rabbit jumping. jumping. Yeah. So these rabbits can jump up to 22 feet. No, they can't. I mean, can. two feet. <laughs> no, they can't. No, <laughs> two feet. <laughs> I meant to say inches, but two feet at least. Um, and they're judged on who can jump the highest, who can jump the farthest. 22 feet. I meant inches. It's been a rough morning. <laughs> that rabbit could leap those four vans out there. <laughs> I meant inches. Um, yeah, so it started in Sweden. But I, it, I want to see that rabbit go 22 feet. Lord, help me. You said it. I didn't. <laughs> I meant inches. Okay. That's that's a little bit better. <laughs> More feasible. Yeah. Well, maybe it's like a supersonic rabbit. That yeah, it would be a big damn rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, they do this. That rabbit, oh, man. Welcome back. That Steph. rabbit went 22 feet. How you feeling, by the way? Better. You ready to go jog or run a marathon or... Not yet. Not yet. Well, the ready. world record is 42 inches. <laughs> not <laughs> No, it's not. It's 22 feet. <laughs> I meant into, I'm never going to live this All right, go ahead. Yeah, so it started in Sweden in the 1970s, and it's taken off in Norway, Germany, Finland, Denmark, and, of course. London. London. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but they have different, like, associations all over the world for rabbit jumping. Different chapters. Mm-hmm. And you, can, they have different tracks too. They get the straight track, winding track, high jump, low so jump. So how do they get? The, you know, how do they get the rabbit to actually perform? I mean, it has to have like a leash on it, ah, uh, like a harness. And I think, here, rabbit, rabbit, jump. I don't know. <laughs> here, rabbit, rabbit. <laughs> here, rabbit, rabbit. Please jump twenty-two feet. Here, rabbit, rabbit. <laughs> Wow. Are you, do you have it pulled up over there, Ward? It's widely popular in Scandinavia. Is it really? Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. 
I would think it would be a stew, not a thing. Wow. <laughs> Wait, what? Hey, it, the, rab- the apparatus, like rabbit stew? Yeah. The oh. apparatus they <laughs> jump over is much like what you see at a horse show. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got the, uh, okay. Does it have to jump over water? Uh, doesn't say, I don't see any water see involved, but I, it, it's the same type of apparatus that they use for horse jumping. Really? Mm-hmm. Except for they have it real low instead of, mm-hmm. instead of four feet the tall. The rabbit must have a tattoo on their left ear, which, uh, either a few letters and numbers distinguishing them from others. If they don't, they will be disqualified. Must wear a harness and have a leash attached while jumping. Hmm. Uh, a handler is not allowed to move the rabbit in position. The rabbit is uh, naturally only able to jump by himself. I guess the leash is just to keep him from hopping away. <laughs> Here comes Peter Cotton. The rabbit <laughs> must get along with other rabbits oh, and people. You play, if the animal bites, you play nice. Acts, <laughs> if the animal bites or acts viciously toward others, they will be disqualified. So it's a friendly competition, obviously. Yes, it is. But that rabbit's got to be tatted or mm-hmm. it can't perform. It's got to right. be tatted. <laughs> Branded. Branding. Oh. Rabbits are natural jumpers, so you don't have to train them a lot. Well, say. yeah. That's, yeah that's... And they usually lean on their front legs and not their back legs. Really? I didn't. I've never paid attention. Let's go, let's go find our rabbit out here. Uh, he, was not, he wasn't here this morning, which bothers me. He's been here... Like every morning for the last couple of weeks. Most rabbits are athletic, <laughs> it says. Yeah. And can jump about two feet high vertically and 15 feet horizontally. Feet. 15 feet? Wow. That's what it says. See, I was close with 22 feet. <laughs> There's no way a rabbit jumps 15 or 22 That's feet. That's a big rabbit. That rabbit, <laughs> he's jumping the length of a vehicle. It's a big rabbit. <laughs> well. what it says. Most oh. rabbits can jump about two feet high vertically and 15 feet horizontally. <laughs> I, I, I'm not buying. Well, let's I go mean, find, watch go get it, that watch, rabbit and see. Well, yeah, he jumps about eight inches. <laughs> hops along down the trail. <laughs> big he's, rabbit. He's not leaping big buildings in one bound. Well, I've seen him jump pretty far <laughs> when Coco's chasing him. Huh? I've seen Coco chase them. They've they've hopped pretty good. I bet. I bet. Well, there you go. It's a thing. I told you. It's a thing. It's a thing. All right, Steph. Hippity hops. Hippity hop. Here comes Peter Cottontail. (laughs) Stephanie's Stephanie's gone rabbit. She's gone rabbit. Okay. I'm sure tomorrow will be baseball or tennis. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm Mm -hmm. sure it will be. She'll break down the... Down the hey, football's here. Yeah, roll. Let's roll. I'm ready to talk football. She'll she'll break down the Cowboy Denver. She'll she'll give us a preview <laughs> of Dallas and Denver, uh, coming up on Saturday. Okay. So, there you go. All right. It is uh, 22 after eight. 15 feet. What it says. Wow. I've never. I'd like to see that actually. That'd be entertaining. Yeah. See a rabbit go 15 feet. All right, uh, let's see. We uh, It's 22 after 8, 822. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. It's a Monday. Boy, you can tell it's a Monday, too. Uh, we're glad you're with us as we uh, get ready to uh, to roll through the uh, the uh, rest of the morning. Coming up, we're going to hear from 
Baylor new starting quarterback, Blake Shapin. We'll get to that for you. Also, uh, we'll hear from Dick Vermeil, uh, part of his induction speech uh, into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. So we'll get to that coming up in, in a few minutes uh, here on the program. All right, 23 after 8, and we're brought to you in part by Circle Drug at 3211 Robinson Drive. Circle Drug is locally owned, and it's an independent pharmacy. Uh, Doc Ever and his staff do a tremendous job of taking care of their uh, of their customers, and and they treat them. You know, they shoot, they treat them like family. I mean, look, they'll they'll deliver it to you. You got a new prescription and and you need it. They've got they've got multiple vehicles where they deliver. They'll uh, they'll uh, they also got uh, and they'll do it to your home or to your office, whatever the case may be. And uh, you, when you go by there, you can go inside. Which is what I prefer. You can uh, uh, you can wait in your vehicle. They'll come out to you. I've seen that a couple of times where they actually come out. There's a walk up window if you prefer to do that, and there's a drive through. You can do that. I mean, there's a multiple ways to take care of your business at Circle Drug, and and of course they've got uh, uh, diabetic testing supplies. They've got walkers. They've got wheelchairs. They got a great selection of over the counter medications for all your needs, and they provide. Uh, they provide a great service with when it comes to vaccines. You need uh, you need your COVID vaccine. You need to be updated. They can certainly take care of you over at Circle Drug. They're open Monday through Friday, nine to six. Saturday nine to two. Here's the phone number. Uh, you want to jot this down and, and give it to your to your doctor next time you need a prescription. It's six six two zero seven seven four. That's six six two zero seven seven four. It is Circle Drug. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The other night, Aaron, I think I'd eaten too much pizza and pasta, was having some heartburn and could not find anything to alleviate it. And I went into some store and asked for where they keep their milk. That will calm things down. I don't know if you've ever known that, Aaron, but the milk will calm that down. I think this is a, a perfect start to the show today. <laughs> this is sports at its best. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and Western Home Decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Don't miss out on the Fiesta Mexalicious specials going on now at La Fiesta in Waco. From Fiesta fried ribs tossed in honey chipotle barbecue sauce drizzled with chipotle mayo to the all-new Lotes Esquites jalapeno roasted corn. Plus our new Berea menu. Exquisite savory dishes full of culture and tradition like the all-new Berea enchiladas. And don't forget about their all-new fried ice cream topped with chocolate caramel sauce. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located on Franklin Avenue in Waco. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Rangers split their four-game home series with the White Sox over the weekend, losing yesterday 8-2. Texas takes today off and starts a three-game series in Houston tomorrow. A nine-run sixth inning punctuated by a grand slam propelled District 9 from Central Texas to a 9-5 win over Delaware and the championship of the Little League Senior Softball World Series. The Little League Baseball Southwest Region Tournament in Waco has been reduced to just three teams. Texas West plays Oklahoma at 2 o'clock today for the right to face Texas East in the championship game tomorrow. A final round nine under par by Tommy Kim gave the 20-year-old his first PGA Tour victory. It also qualified him for the FedEx Cup playoffs, which get underway this week. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service and Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. It's 827. This is game time here on a Monday morning. Glad to have you with us. We're in the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. Hey, if you missed any part of the program, you want to go back and check out something. Maybe you missed the Jerry Hill interview at 7:30 this morning. It will be posted as part of a podcast, and you can check it out at uh SyntexSportsFan.com, SyntexSportsFan.com. And you can check. Well, you can check out all of the programs that we have. Uh, they're all in a uh, in a podcast form for you on SyntexSportsFan.com. All right. Uh, if you did miss Jerry Hill, one of the things that we talked to Jerry about, and, and John discussed it as well on the uh, Big Twelve preview this morning, is the uh, Bears have a new starting quarterback. A ton of confidence in Blake Shapen Ward, but again, just. Three appearances and two starts in his collegiate career. Any concerns from that aspect of it? I think there has to be a little bit. I mean, he certainly performed when he had the opportunity, but it's a whole different animal when it's your team now and you're not stepping in and taking over the role of quote-unquote backup quarterback. Um, th- this is this is your dance. You've got to – You've got to perform. You've got to lead this team in a little bit different aspect. It's easy to rally behind a backup quarterback and you, you you get that natural little bit of juice from everybody around you. But when you walk out onto the field and, and it's your team, it it's a whole different animal. And all, all and, eyes are on you, aren't they? Yeah, and you've gotta you've gotta be able to control every situation, including rallying the troops when they need rallying. And so I think that's just going to come with, with snaps and with time and, and see how he adjusts to that new role. He was asked about being the starter. No, you know, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't see anything. Um, I know that I shot him a text afterwards and things like that and wished him luck and his future and everything because Gary, you know, um, taught me a lot. I learned a lot from him. Um, like I've said before in the film room, on the field, how he handles things, he taught me a lot. So. Um, I wish nothing but the best for him. So, that's actually uh, Shapen talking about the competition with Gary Bohannon and, and how that thing worked out. But he did talk about being the starter and this being his team now. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not a backup quarterback anymore, so I got to take you know full control of everything that's going on the field. And um, I think I learned a lot of things uh, being the backup and things like that. So um, stepping up into a leadership role and things like that is key for me right now. 
What do you make of that? Uh, and, and, I mean, the fact that he does recognize, hey, this is my football team. And he also understands, hey, he's got a veteran O-line. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if the, There can be some leadership coming from there. But ultimately, you know, all eyes are on the quarterback. Fair or unfair, that just comes with the territory, doesn't it? Well, it has to because that's, that's who everybody on the field is looking to, too. And he's got to be able to assume – that role that we just talked about. And, you know, only only time's going to tell if he's able to do that. I think he's capable, but we don't know. I, you know, and, and again, I, I here's the, for me, the bottom line is this. If there wasn't 1,000% confidence that that was the direction, that decision would not have been made. Uh, I, I just, you know, you, you could have stayed exactly where you were uh, with the GB, but uh, – the coaching staff and those decision makers from from the offensive coordinator to to the to the quarterbacks coach and Sean Bell to the head coach and Dave Aranda they all felt like this is this gives us the best chance to win. Well, I think that they they looked at Shapen as a guy that still has a ceiling in front of him. He he can improve in the passing game, which he's going to have to. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I I think that they feel like he can improve as a leader. And so with that room for improvement, uh, that's the biggest room that you have on the team. And when you have a guy that has that room for improvement that can go, go has places he can go, I think that's why he got this starting position. I think they felt like that Gary Bohannon had reached his ceiling. There was no room for improvement for Gary Bohannon. He, he had done everything that they, they could ask him to do. And so they're going to go with the – third-year sophomore that has that room for improvement that gives them the best chance to win. I'm curious because everybody has different strengths and everybody has different weaknesses. Uh, do they have to find out or do they already know what throws he is really good at, what throws he oh, probably – Oh, they know. So what, does your passing game change a little bit to to, to suit his, his strengths? Possibly. I mean, can he throw the deep ball? Can he throw the out route? I mean, there's certain quarterbacks that, that you know, that struggle on on a on a deep ball. There's certain quarterbacks that struggle on a a ten yard out to a five yard out. I mean, there's you know, there's different you know, can he can he find the secondary receiver quick enough to, to throw him open? Um there there's certain throws that a, a quarterback is really good at. And yeah, you you create a game plan that goes into the strengths, or you create a passing tree that goes into the strengths of your quarterback and and what he does really really good, and and what he may need to get better at or polish up a little bit. You're not going to abandon the other throws. You're probably just going to feature these throws. Well, yeah, I mean, that, you that, can't you we're, can't we're, just say, "Hey, our guy can't throw a deep ball, so we're not even going to try." You yeah. can't do that because you you get to a point where you're not stretching the defense. Well, guess what? They start doing they they stop respecting that. They know you can't throw it. You're not going to throw it. So they walk up to the line of scrimmage and take away everything else that you're able to do. So yeah, you you can't just say, "Well, we're not going to do it at all." You got to at least take your shots. And I, I think you saw that some with Gary Bohannon last year. You know, they took some shots with him. He wasn't very good at it, but they took shots at it. Yeah, and I think you'll see the deep ball is is 
Shapen is much better throwing the deep ball than, than Gary was. But you're right. I mean, they did not abandon that. They did it uh, because you have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> as far as you, you can't just narrow it down to a handful because, look, that that's on video. <laughs> and everybody knows, okay, uh, down in distance, they like these three play- you You've got to be able to do – Yeah, you, ha- yeah. you have to be able to open up your playbook. If you can't open up your playbook – and the, re- the way you open up your playbook is put yourself in down in distance advantages, you know, and, and when you're able to do that, it opens up the playbook. And the longer you keep your playbook open, the better off you're going to be offensively. So it's going to be fun. I mean, it's going to be fun to see, you know, how he develops as the leader how these uh, inexperienced receivers come along. I think you got a couple of running backs that you feel good about. Who wins that job? Do they split time? I mean, you know, what is it a 60, 40, 70, 30? How does, how does, how does it work with, with squirrel and, 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 and Williams back there? So what is, what are the answers? And we've got the questions and now we got to find out what the answers are. And as you, I think talked about the other day, you, all those answers are not going to be on paper after week one. No, not even close. Yeah, I mean, it, it will be can, it will be evolving how how this in both sides of the ball for that matter, but how this unit operates will continue to evolve as they play games and and see where again you can go against yourself all you want and, and have an an idea of what we what we might be like and where where we're headed, but until you go on the field and play people. Uh, you know, it's a different it's a different equation. Well, and look, let's be real honest. You're not going to get those answers against Albany. Nope, at all. That's a dress rehearsal. You know, and and you may not get them against BYU. You're not going to get all the answers. You're going to get a better idea against BYU, but you're not going to get all the answers. Uh, Texas State, you're still not going to know when you're going to get all the answers and and know where this team really is is in week four. When they go up to Ames to take on Iowa State, because that one counts. It's a league game, yeah. Yeah. Now, if you're trying to get to where you want to go, that BYU game is going to be incredibly important. Well, it is, but I mean, you're still not. I mean, no, I get it. I get what you're saying. I, I, I totally get what you're saying. And again, you're still is, polishing right at, at that point. And they probably are too. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's week two for them as well. Yeah. So it, it will be interesting to see how that all goes. But, I mean, if, if you're trying to get – there are certain goals that you have, uh, that non-conference game is going to be important to you because, you well, know – it is, but, if, again, it, they're all important at this right, point in college football. Because that's exactly right. I mean – But it, it's still you're, – you're not going to pull the curtain all the way back if you don't have to. And, and, if, and if you're, you know, if you're – somehow trailing by a couple of touchdowns you you shut some things down you're not going to show everything you're just not because you want to win that conference championship too you know in in most cases i would disagree with you on that but i may agree with you here and here's why you're so early in the season you may be able to overcome that that loss yeah if that is indeed a loss uh, I'll tell you this. It's I'm gonna, not, you know, and I'm not saying it's it's going to be right. I'm not, at all. You're I'm saying just, if, in, in that case, if that's yeah. If, yeah. In, in the, but the thing about it is, and it, you may not have everything installed at that point either. I'm just be honest. Why wouldn't you within year two? I mean, seriously, why? Well, why? Because there's going to be some different game plans with your with your 
quarterback and, and personnel. Things that you, yeah, personnel yeah. limits you to what you're going to be able to do throughout the season. I, I I like the idea of going. I mean, again, if that's your one, as you point out, showcase piece in non-conference, uh, you better be productive at it. I think. I mean, well, yeah, but I'm just saying you. It's possible that you may not be. Yeah, I get it. I mean, you're on the road, and and that's that's not going to be an easy environment. In fact, as you pointed out, none of the the road games are going to be, you know, a a comfortable, easy environment. It's their road schedule is a gauntlet. Make no mistake about it. I mean, you're going to have to be at your best when you go on the road. To hey, look at the road schedule. I mean, it's it's going to be a challenge. At least in, when you look at it here. On August the 8th, it's certainly going to be a challenging situation. I don't know the answer to this question, but I'll ask you, and you may know. Is is BYU the easiest road game for them? Holy moly. That is... That is. Uh, you got BYU, then you go to Ames, then you go to West Virginia, then you go to Lubbock, back-to-back you go to uh, Norman after that, and then you end the season in Austin. To me, it's the easiest one. You better get it done there. I, I think I think with a rebuild going on in West Virginia and a rebuild going on in Lubbock, I'd rather go there. Either one of those. Not before, with the fan bases. Before I go to BYU. Not with the fan bases. You don't think BYU's fans are rabid fans? Mm-mm. Well, I do. Not, not like Red Raiders in West Virginia. Not even close. I do. Uh, I, who would you rather play? Would you rather play on the road? One, you have one game on the road. Would you rather play BYU, Tech, or West Virginia? Out of those three coming in this, this season, I'd probably go BYU as well. I mean, they're they do they are a historic program with a very large fan fan base, especially with their church affiliation all across the country. I mean, but I. Out of those three, I would probably go BYU as well. So you think they're the most polite? <laughs> <laughs> probably. Well, I mean, by far. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I mean, you you better duck. You may get a yeah. tortilla in Lubbock <laughs> <laughs> or something else. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it, that's an interesting question. Who would you rather play on the road? BYU, Texas Tech, or West Virginia? This year, with what you know. Again, Coach Brown at West Virginia. And oh, by the way, the West Virginia game kickoff is at 6 p.m. So they've had a chance to get prepared. Oh, they're going to be lubed up. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to get a chance to get prepared. So I, I'm curious, you know, 254 662 1660 is our CNC Collision Center text line. 254 662 1660. Who would you rather play on the road? It, it, knowing what you know. Coach Brown basically redid redid a roster in uh, in at West Virginia, and uh, in, in, in Joey's got a brand new situation going there. They got to they got to get things installed, and and then you've got BYU who they think they have a really high caliber football team. So, who who would you rather play? I'm going to tell you Texas Tech for me. Fan base wise, not even not even close. What do we know about BYU's fan base? I don't know much about them other than when they came to Waco okay. last year. There was what, a what do we know about West Virginia and Mount Lubbock? We know that they they're rabid football fans. Okay. I mean, I get it. Yeah, BYU's not. You don't think? I don't think it's a tough place to play. 
But again, I'm at, I guess maybe you follow BYU football more than I do. Because well, I mean, I've I, seen them on TV, and it just doesn't seem like that it's nothing like West Virginia or Texas Tech or Ames or I know Norman they, or Austin. When 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 they were here last year, the fans they had in the stand, yeah, were, all twelve of them. Are you kidding me, Ward? Are you kidding me? They get one little corner in the stadium. No, 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 no. They were all throughout that stadium. There was a ton of them, and they were loud. And I do mean BYU loud. BYU does nothing for me. All right. Well, and again, tell me that in two or three years once they're in this league and, and performing and at a high level. Still does nothing for me. I don't think you I don't think you like them as an opponent because they don't get you excited, but I think they got a quality program. Nah. All right. Junior high. We all have an opinion. His is wrong, but we all, <laughs> we all have an opinion. Take 43. We're 17 away from nine. Uh, this is this is the uh, morning show. Your first word in sports here on uh, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, one quick note here. I want to go back to our CNC Collision Center text line, take you a totally different direction. Uh, Jeff from the uh, Jeff from AutoZone said, "Hey, why not uh, why not bring back Rod Washington if you're going to make a managerial change in Arlington?" I love it. There you go. Uh, hey, uh, c- coming up for lunch, how about a little double R old fashioned hamburgers? Eighteen ten herring, the best burgers in Waco, and you know there's a million reasons why, and it could just simply be that secret seasoning they put on their burgers. Uh. Again, they don't cook that burger until you place the order, and they're going to cook it exactly the way you want it. I mean, if you want it medium well, they'll do it medium well. You want it well done, they'll do it well done. Whatever you whatever you prefer, uh, they'll get it done for you. And then, then you can have your onions, your grilled onions, uh, no onions. I mean, any way you want it prepared, they're going to take care of it for you. At double R old fashioned hamburgers. Maybe you barbecued and or cooked out uh, yesterday and. And uh, you had burgers, and you don't want a burger, but you still want to go in and have that great sports conversation. Well, they've got chicken fried steak sandwiches. That sounds good, doesn't it? They have grilled chicken sandwiches, Philly cheesesteak sandwiches, and, of course, all the things that go with it, the fries, curly fries, onion rings, tater tot, all that stuff, and they're right there at Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. Check them out today. Uh, they're open until 430 today, 1810 Herring. It's Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Prescott in the gun. They blitz. Elliott picks that up. Only heard here. Deep ball by Prescott. Man all alone at the goal line. CeeDee Lamb. All season. 43 yards. A touchdown. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the Denver Broncos. Live from Empower Field at Mile High. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Broncos. Saturday night at 7 on ESPN Central Texas. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. 
Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsborough and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Are you frustrated with rising cost of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork loin Wednesday. A pork loin plate for just $7.69. Try their new Porky Pig Tater with succulent pulled pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Rangers split their four-game home series with the White Sox over the weekend, losing yesterday 8-2. Texas takes today off and starts a three-game series in Houston tomorrow. A nine-run sixth inning punctuated by a grand slam propelled District 9 from Central Texas to a 9-5 win over Delaware and the championship of the Little League Senior Softball World Series. The Little League Baseball Southwest Region Tournament in Waco has been reduced to just three teams. Texas West plays Oklahoma at 2 o'clock today for the right to face Texas East in the championship game tomorrow. A final round nine under par by Tommy Kim gave the 20-year-old his first PGA Tour victory. It also qualified him for the FedEx Cup playoffs, which get underway this week. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on game time. Eight forty-eight. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're with us as we uh, put the finishing touches on this one. Don't forget, John Morris is coming up at three. Matt's here at four on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics and. Uh, Everything goes according to our good friend Hoyle. We'll be out of practice. Try to get you some uh, some uh, audio after practice. See what uh, see what's going on after Monday's workout for the Bears as they get ready for uh, the season opener against Albany, which is coming up September the third, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Well, Saturday Ward, the uh, first of all, you've been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yes, I have. You have toured the Pro Football Hall of Fame twice. Tell me about the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Tell me why I should get on a plane and, and work my way to Canton, Ohio. If you're a football fan at all, yeah. if you grew up watching any type of pro football mm-hmm. or just a fan of the game, you owe it to yourself to go. Is there it, some? Is there interactives and things like that? There's some, yeah. yeah. There's some interactive stuff. It's just, you know, just seeing and reading. You, you could, you know, spend – a whole day there and and i spent every minute i possibly could um and and would go back tomorrow if i could uh it, it's it's that good it, it is it brings back you know there's not only memories of your childhood if you were a fan there there's the beginnings of football there there's stuff that you heard your dad talk about or your granddad talk about um there's stuff from as recent as 
the previous season in there as well that you just went, oh yeah, I forgot that that happened last year. Hmm. Um, it it's an amazing, amazing journey for any football fan, and with the you know the new additions to the to the whole campus there, it, it it's even better than it than it ever was for me. It's all about the hall, but there's so much more around it now uh, than there was in previous years too. All right. Well, Saturday they held the uh, the induction ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Dick Vermeil goes into the hall. Is Dick Vermeil, in your opinion, a Hall of Fame? Absolutely. You bet he is. I, and you've heard the stories of him sleeping at the facility because he just would not turn off the, the projector. I mean, he was going to – the one thing you – you may have beat him, but the one thing you're not – you weren't going to out-prepare him. I mean, the guy, he was just – he burned himself up, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Coaching. Yeah, uh, because he just would not – he would not walk away at night, and and, and you know, and, and prepare the next. Day. He was mm-hmm. he just he just worked like crazy. Anyway, players players said he was a players' coach, and well, here's his thoughts at the Pro Football Hall of Fame on Saturday. Many times, but I'm so gracious because they provided me an example and an opportunity to learn from them. I learned from my players. Many people said to me, Coach, you impact players. It's the other way around. Players impact me. Players impact me. Last night, sitting up behind me was Mike Jones. If Mike Jones doesn't make the tackle on the last play of the Super Bowl 34, I'm not here today. Players win games. It's our job to prepare them to get them ready to win games and share relationships and work ethics and everything else with them. So, God, I, I will forever be in debt. I will be forever in debt to all you. <laughs> or do you kind of get the sense that he was jazzed up? I mean, he's, he's kind of gotten your, where you want to go out and play for him today. Oh, he's, that he's, was cool. He, he's the ultimate coach. And, again, you know, the cow, as a Cowboy fan, you wanted to, you know, beat his brains in, and they did quite often. But uh, – Look, I mean, he's he was a championship caliber coach. There yeah, is and no I don't, question. I don't know. Is he in there more for the Eagles, or is he in there more for the greatest show on turf? What he did with the Browns, probably a little bit of both. I think a little bit of both, but I think he, it's more what he did with that Rams team. That was just it was that was impressive. But he also, if you remember, the Eagles were so bad, so bad. Uh, and he got that program to where they were. He did. They were. Yeah, he he I mean, absolutely did. And they were. I mean, they were. A but dog. I just. I think that that. That what he did with the Rams was very impressive. I mean, and he he took a guy that was sacking groceries, <laughs> sacking groceries. Yep. Made him you know a household name. <laughs> made him rich. What he made him. Yeah, absolutely. Made, I mean, he's uh, Kurt Warner's still part of the. Uh, what is he on the NFL Network? I think. Uh, broadcast right. for the NFL Network. So, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, this this was a dude that was basically out of football, and he brought him in and and, and gave him an opportunity. And and you know, look look what he did. And, and you've seen the movie, and I don't know how much. You know, I I know that it was based off of a true story, but I mean, he took a local. They had a when he got to Philadelphia, they did a tryout, a open tryout of. 
guys from the greater Philadelphia area, I guess. And one guy actually made the team and spent two or three years on the roster. And if you watch the movie, uh, you, and I, can, I, can't, I cannot remember the name of the movie, but if you watch uh, the movie, there's highlights of him playing against the Cowboys uh, on special teams and, and things of that nature. What is that movie? It is dr- Mark Wahlberg. Played yeah, the Wahlberg. Character. He did. But what was the name of the movie? Uh, uh, Invincible. It, yeah. I, yeah, that's the name of it. So, the, <laughs> what? What a terrific movie, huh? That's I mean, he played Vince Papale or however you say it. Yeah, that's that's exactly that's his name. Yeah. I, and and again, when you watch the movie, and I again, I don't know if they how much how much you know you, from. It's based off of 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 a fact, but you know, did they take some liberties? I'm sure they did. It is, you know, it's Hollywood. It's a movie, but still, Ward, when you stop and think about that, how many open tryouts have you heard of in the National Football League? Not very many. Yeah, so that's what I'm talking about. And this guy actually makes the team, and uh, you know, and 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 makes some plays uh, in the NFL. So kind of a cool thing there. But again, that was that was Vermeil going. Hey, you know what? Let's find a player wherever we can find a player. And that's exactly what he did. All right, uh, that is going to do it for us here this morning as we kind of wind things down on this Monday. We appreciate you being a part of the program. And uh, many thanks to Jerry Hill for being on the show. Again, if you missed anything and you want to go back and and maybe catch the Jerry Hill interview, you can do it as part of a podcast. It's SyntexSportsFan.com. That is SyntexSportsFan.com. And you can uh, you can check out the uh, the interview with Jerry Hill. Also, uh, any any of the audio clips from uh, from uh, from from uh, Coach Dave Aranda or from uh, uh, Shapin uh, that we had for you this morning, uh, you can hear those as well at SyntexSportsFan.com. John's coming up at three. Matt will be here at four. We're back in the morning at seven for Ward and Ryan. I'm Tom. Thanks for listening and have a great day.